Hello everyone and welcome to week three's check-in. We've had a really positive week this week. I think that last week's words of tough love really hit home and the progress has been fantastic. Don't you think, Charles? Yeah, we've had lots of messages from people um, and we'll go on to share their wins, but it's been really, really amazing. Uh, people seeing progress and being like, actually, that's a bit, that's quite useful. <laughs> Yeah. And also listening to some of the podcasts, like we had a lot of people listening to the Fat Loss Plateau podcast and it just hit home a few of the things that actually, when they looked at it, they might have been um, forgetting or dropping and then bringing those habits back in have really helped them kickstart their progress again. Now they're really on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it. So um, I suppose like generally speaking, uh we need to address a few things. We're coming towards winter. I think that people are getting sick. There's a lot of things going on in the world at the moment. Um, and I think that it's important to remember that obviously you've signed up for a six-week plan, but this is a lifestyle and there is always something that we can do. And uh, loads of people's wins are saying that they've been sick this week, but they, you know, stuck to their food or they, they didn't train or they use their training. Um, to help them through stress this week so it's really really good to keep that in mind and always think that this is not a diet this is a lifestyle and um, using your training can help you through the hardest of times yeah and actually sometimes it's about trying to pick the low-hanging fruit what is the easiest thing that you can bring into your routine that is going to be realistic for you and you're not trying to be a superhero you don't always have to try and win everything and become the best at everything in one go because actually sometimes that is just too overwhelming so picking the things that are going to realistically happen that week can you get your steps in can that be your focus can your focus be tracking every day try and pick one thing sometimes that helps rather than trying to go for everything and be fantastic at everything because then when we don't do as we promised ourselves that we would we then feel like failures and kind of give it all up and just throw it in throw in the towel so trying to pick what is realistic for you and nail that one thing at a time yeah and that leads us on nicely actually to Lud Miller's um uh, question how to cope with high levels of um high levels of stress which sort of you just answered it as well that's sort of one way to cope is there anything else Matt that you would suggest yeah, so Ludmilla's um, going through a really stressful time. She's got um, ill family at home. And it's usually the mid-afternoon, the three to five period where the stress snacking comes in. And it's not hunger. She's acknowledged that it is that emotion, which is amazing. The first acknowledgement of thinking, okay, it's actually... Um, a stress response rather than pure hunger um, and and kind of ways to cope with that stress eating response is thinking about your environment that you're setting yourself in. Have you got food? If you know that that's what you're going to go for, we can give you all the strategies in the world. We can say, go for a walk, journal, listen to a podcast, do other ways to distract yourself. But essentially, if that is your, that is your kind of um, 
stress response, then thinking about making sure you've got plenty of fruit in the house, making sure you've got plenty of protein yogurts in the house, things that you can grab and snack on when actually those times come and you need something to distract yourself that isn't going to be detrimental to your progress. So I think about your environment, Lud, and think about trying to fill those cupboards with healthy foods. Yeah. So basically you're saying like swap it, make some swaps. <laughs> yeah. Like you can still eat. I love that. Yeah, really good. Okay, Cora, how to improve on sleep or even just ensure you can continue getting steps, workouts, etc. when sleep isn't great. I haven't been getting great nights of sleep this week. I'm not sure why, but my energy levels are really low. Um, I'd love some tips on how to improve my sleep. Yeah, it's really hard when you're struggling with your sleep. Mm. I was thinking about sleep hygiene and one of the things um, that can be really helpful is consistency, going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time, including the weekends. Um, Actually, it's been shown, studies have shown that that can be highly effective for your energy levels during the day. Um, And then simple things like making sure your bedroom is quiet and dark um, and it's not too hot. Um, And then the one that we love is removing electronic devices and and limiting your phone time before bed we actually had a a challenge didn't we Chelsea in the last round where we kind of said don't try not to go on your phone at least 30 minutes before you go to bed ideally it'd be longer than that but I think I'm guilty of uh, a bedtime scroll before I try and sleep and it's actually not really good for any of us yeah, putting the my phone at the other end of the room is quite it's quite good for me as well. I'm like, no, don't do it, don't touch it. Because when it's next to you, it's so hard to uh stop yourself from having a little a little scroll. Okay, Sinead. Um you mentioned that six week block is the last of this year. Oh sorry, the next six week block is the last of this year. Is it possible to get a training plan to follow in between it finishing and the first block of the next year starting? Yeah, Bertie Sinead, I love that you're like, I am not stopping for two weeks around Christmas. <laughs> I love that. Um, and we don't expect you to. We really want everyone to um, make sure they're still training, obviously, as well as having a nice Christmas and finding the balance. But uh, there will be something coming up for everybody uh, for that two weeks because actually around that time, training and walking is going to be a game changer and of course we don't want you to ruin all the progress you've been making so stay posted yeah perfect Mm -hmm. okay Cara how do you switch your mindset to not expect massive drops on the scales and that gradual is the better way okay (laughs) firstly Cara it's quite ironic that Cara's asked this question um she's dropped 6.4 kg in three weeks which is a very very big drop um so well done for for you know committing to the plan so basically as you um start to lose more weight and your weight will get lighter your drop will actually probably be um a bit slower uh, your progress might be a bit slower in terms of the scales. Um, but I think that you have to always remember that, of course, gradual is the best way because this needs to be something that is sustainable and something that you can maintain once you've got to the way that you want to get to. Um, so just knowing that this is going to be 
a positive journey, you're going to enjoy the process is always number one for us and for you to always, you know, get results. Um, Maz, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, we can get anyone to lose body fat, right? I can give anyone a calorie target and if they follow it, then they will drop body fat. And it's not it's not rocket science. People can do it without a degree. You just need to eat less, move more. You will essentially lose body fat. However, if every if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it, and we wouldn't have a job. So mm-hmm. just think, our our job is to teach you how to implement all of these all of these lifestyle changes into your your daily routine that are actually going to make you feel incredible it's not just about the drop on the scale and this kind of rapid weight loss because essentially we've all been there we've all seen it with so many people as well um that it's just you can't live like that by cutting out everything you love there's firstly no way to live and secondly it's not sustainable so that's the kind of that was the whole concept of this plan this is where fit Fever project was born really of kind of wanting to teach women a way to not have to give up everything they love yeah, um, and Cara had a win as well. I'm just saying, I've just zoomed my my uh, my messages. My my writing is so big that I actually can't read it. It's too big for my eyes. Okay, Cara. Um, her win is that I've stuck with it and prioritised myself and what I need to focus on to be a better version of myself. I love that. Um, I also hadn't done my second workout on my normal day due to plans changing, but I stuck to it and I did a late workout instead. I've usually only done earlies. So good. I'm learning that I can be in a routine. It can be flexible and I can still get it done. Usually it would have been the start of a downward spiral. So I love that. And that you've basically answered the question yourself, Cora. Like you're learning how to get results and make this work for you. Yeah. Lovely. Okay, Kristen, tips for getting back on track when you've fallen out of routine. I've been traveling for vacation and work a lot and I've really lost my way and struggling with motivation after seeing I've put on fat and gained weight. Okay, I think the first step is to address that you're not feeling good and you're struggling with motivation and you're obviously not feeling amazing. So let's change it. If we're not feeling good, let's get up and start, you know, get back on track, Kristen, straight away. Uh, you've already done amazing with this plan. Sometimes it's totally normal to get out of your routine and think, oh, my God, I've got to get going again. But as soon as you get going, you will feel better within a week. Um, and again, back to that routine. Be boring. It's OK with being boring. Start getting up at the same time. Start going to bed at the same time. Put your clothes out um, in advance. Go to the gym at the same time or even on the same days. Eat similar meals. Be basic and boring and get into your routine and you'll start feeling better. Yeah, and schedule it in. Get your calendar um, or your diary out for that week and literally block it out like it's a work call. Um, make time for you because when work is so demanding, they wait. They don't care. <laughs> they don't give you a lunch break a lot of the time. So um, you have to make it yourself. You have to carve it out for yourself because you deserve that. So just make sure that you you kind of plan ahead and you write it in. You make it as important as a non negotiable in your in your diary. Yeah, and you haven't failed as well. You know, we when we go on holiday or work is busy, there's always things that happen, and you're like, oh my god, I'm out of my routine. I haven't stuck to it. Like right now, I'm away. I like 
ruin not what i don't want to say ruined but i definitely put put some pounds on while i've been away but knowing that i have the tools when i go home to get going and fix it is game changing like life changing and christian just know that you have all the tools and the knowledge to fix it now yeah yeah definitely okay jamie jamie Jamie, um, Jamie, Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> okay, thoughts on navigating life's hurdles whilst trying to care for yourself with training, nutrition, steps and progression. I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed by trying to juggle everything. I have felt like I've been scraping by in every aspect these last 10 days, massively impacted by hormones, definitely feels harder training in the dark in the mornings when I feel like I should still be in bed. Any thoughts or experience of training life this whilst managing anxieties? Oh, Jamie. Yeah, I I really think that you're not alone here and I just want to give you a big cuddle. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um because it sounds like you're trying everything's become overwhelming for you. And what I want to say to you is it really goes back to our first point at the beginning of this um, beginning of this podcast of trying to take away being perfect at everything because it's never going to happen. And if it's adding anxiety to your life, that is exactly what we don't want. We want this to add to your life rather than to take away from it. So why don't we strip it back? And think about, you're a yoga instructor, Jamie. I want you to think about your intention. You can tell I've been going back to yoga classes, can't you? I want you to think about your intention for the week. So maybe this week's intention coming up is going to be your nutrition, okay? So training, if training happens, it happens. If it doesn't, let that lie. Think about your nutrition for one week. Think about planning ahead. Thinking about batch cooking your meals to take your stress off your evening meals, maybe. Um, what you're going to have for your breakfast, maybe keep it simple, have the same thing every day, take away any decision fatigue, do anything that's going to make you feel calm and kind of calm your nervous system. Um, And just take it one thing at a time, stop trying to be progressing at everything. Because when you're such an overachiever, you want to be the master of it all straight away. And I think that it's actually damaging your enjoyment of the process. So that would be my advice. What do you think, Charles? Yeah, I think looking at these things in a way of like these, uh, your training and your movement should be there to make you feel good and seeing it as uh, something that's going to help you um, is probably uh, going to help. So think, okay, my training is going to help me uh, with with my anxiety or going for a walk is going to help me with balancing again my my anxiety and and balancing my hormones a bit more so I think uh yeah seeing it from that mindset as well and if it is overwhelming then you bring it back do exactly what man said you put it you just put that so nicely so I'm not gonna add on okay lovely let's move on to um all am I saying this right Chelsea's the queen of um Irish names all I'm not for ages I'm saying everyone's name wrong for like (laughs) a very long time very long time yeah I I think that I I think that you're right I'm saying that you know I'm half Irish Maz are you really 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I didn't know uh, that. I knew you're half Italian. I'm half. I meant to my name, so I've got my mum's name, Labadini, but I'm actually meant to be Chelsea, Chelsea O'Brien. <laughs> Are you really? Oh my gosh, that's so. What a nice mix, Irish oh. and Italian. I'm a, I'm wow. a fraud. I'm an Italian fraud. Maybe that's why you look the way you do. Maybe that's <laughs> those genetics. <laughs> I don't know. Sense. But it's definitely not helping with the Irish names. So, um, so but anyway, but, okay. So anyway, we're going moving on because she's a dream. Um, finding it hard to get in my protein intake. I'm eating a lot of chicken or Greek yogurt. I've tried whey protein. It's okay. Some fishes I like tuna or salmon. Any other suggestions? Uh, yeah. She's so, she, I like how she finished that. Sorry to be annoying. Apologies. You're not annoying. Yeah. I wasn't even going to acknowledge that bit because I was like, you're not annoying. You're never annoying. Um, okay, so lean protein sources. Um, firstly, you've got in your handbook, you've got a um, table with loads of protein sources, all of your different macro sources. So have a look at that, everyone. Uh, but lean protein sources that you might like are turkey breast, turkey mince, um, under 5% beef mince, you then other fish, you've got white fish, so cod and hake prawns, eggs, there's loads of protein sources out there. So just look at that table and, and diversify your um, sources so it doesn't get so boring for you. Yeah, and it can be as simple as having, like if you're somebody that likes to stick to your routine and eat the same meals, you can do that and just change your protein source. That's quite a good way to uh, just feel like you're, you're eating differently. And also, can I add, you look incredible. Oh my gosh, you look amazing it, the in the um jumpsuit yeah yeah in purple I just yeah, yeah. I just loved I loved that okay Arlene um making healthy meals interesting but easy especially for the weekends when off work I love food but I'm not a great cook Arlene we hear ya we hear ya um, <laughs> um, how to properly okay and then that's uh, something else let's talk about the food um, the food bit, I would suggest, um, well, uh, there's a lot of sources out there. And as Maz and I like to say, we're not uh, the best chefs. Uh, and also, we don't really enjoy spending our time in the kitchen. So I think for us to start putting up meals on the social media account and stuff is just quite a waste of your time. It's fraud. It's, it's fraud. <laughs> we cannot do that. We cannot. But there are, what we can do is suggest other accounts where that is their thing. So I would say, um, look up, I love M, is it M the new? nutritionist like yeah um, she's her oh I love it and her recipes are delicious like find people on on social uh use the group um we asked in the group as well so you well maz asked in the group and people started sharing things but um but ask away and just start using social media and searching for, for things because we're not your gals <laughs> yeah and someone had a really good suggestion that um BBC Good Food, um, the website, you can actually filter for under 500 calorie meals, which I, I oh, might do. <laughs> I mean, how often do I say this? I'm going to start really. <laughs> but now this time I'm really mean it. 
um, but maybe I'll have a look at that and uh, and see if we can share some. But yeah, a couple were shared on the group. I think Helen shared some, which was which were fantastic. Talking yeah. of Helen, what happens if you go over your macro targets, protein and carbs, but under the daily calorie budget? Does it affect your progress? Not doing it every day, but sometimes when trying to hit the protein target, I can go over on carbs, but not by much. How to get back into routine after a hot... Oh, we missed out Arlene's second question. We'll go back to that. Um, Into routine after holiday. The bloating after traveling is awful and the scales can be depressing. Okay, so this is in two parts, really. I'll answer the first the first one. Um, what happens if you go over your macro target? So what we want to focus on is uh, predominantly your, your calorie target and your protein target. So those are the two most important targets that we've hit you. Those are the ones that we kind of want to make a non-negotiable that you hit every day. Your carbs and your fats can be flexible because some days it might be that we have a more fatty um, meal than others leaving us less carbs and vice versa um, but essentially Helen calories are king you're doing really well progress is um, is really nice at the moment so you're obviously under your calorie budget that's going to be the most important thing for fat loss so just try and get that protein target um, consistent every day um, Charles do you want to take the second one um, how to get back into routine after a holiday uh, the bloating after traveling is awful and the scales can be depressing yeah, we always say don't weigh in after your holiday because, again, it can be depressing. Uh, you're going to be weighing in differently because you've been flying, you've been eating differently. We actually recommend giving yourself, um, I would say, at least like five five days to jump on the scales. How many days would you say? Yeah, at least five days. I think yeah. give yourself that time, Have a little, um, give yourself a little grace there, I'd say. Yeah, but that doesn't mean five days to to not get back on track. Get back on track immediately and you are going to feel so much better. When I say back on track, feel, go for a food shop um, and fill your fridge with loads of amazing, we, we sound like a broken record, whole foods um, and just start eating, cooking some, some good food and eating loads of veggies, uh, making sure you're getting nice fibre in your diet and you will feel so much better so quickly. Um, it, it will really, really help. Yeah. Um, let's go back to Arlene's second question. How to do properly oh no how to properly do a press up and strengthen shoulders for beginners I find it really hard um lots of different progressions here you can do you can start if it's really hard for you um even on your knees then you can do it standing against a wall to start with um so just take your feet a little bit further away from the wall just practice that motion start to build up your chest strength press ups are really hard remember you're lifting your your body weight, which can be really hard. It can be harder than a than a chest press, a dumbbell chest press for sure. Um, so yeah, use the use the progressions, use the wall, then go onto your knees. Eventually you'll be able to go onto your toes, but give yourself time because it will take a, a long time to get there. Yeah, and I actually messaged Arlene about this and I said, can you ask for a video? And just a reminder to everybody, we have a um, a group which is called Project Form and um, you can send us videos and we can help you out big time. So um, please don't be scared of using that. Perfect. Um, Anna, how to eat healthily when traveling with work? Nightmare week for me this week, traveling and couldn't stay in control of steps, diet or exercise. 
Um, so we actually have a podcast, um, which is, which is called this one. It's uh, the holiday and social hacks to keep you on track. I think that's what it's called. But basically, yeah, yeah uh, 30 minutes, there's some good hacks um, with that. But if you're traveling, if you're flying, um, a really, really good thing to do is avoid it having like the, the flight, uh, airplane food, grab a prep grab some protein bars, grab some healthy snacks that you can chuck in your bag, even some protein powder um, if you if you want to add that into, you know, what you're having. But having whole foods and it, trying to eat as, as close to what you would eat at home. So choosing protein sources, lean protein sources, avoiding fried foods. Um, and also something that I think is really underestimated is just not having snacks not having those crisps um just to just to you know avoid being hungry having like three meals a day and having fruit and vegetables and stuff can really really help it's really funny that you say that because I'm at my parents at the moment um I've come back for a couple of days I've got some work going on at my house and um they the size the portion sizes that they give me for like dinner (laughs) are absolutely huge and I look at them and I think I could never eat that and then of course I polish it off but (laughs) what I haven't been doing is I haven't been snacking once um because I've been so full and I actually feel amazing like my digestion's been really good I've obviously my body feels chilled because it's not constantly trying to digest food um so yeah, it's just that's quite a relevant point for me actually. Um yeah. thinking about just making sure you feed yourself enough at your meal times. Yeah, and also Anna like I you said you can't you couldn't stay in control of your steps, your diet or your exercise. I actually disagree. I think that we can try and find little pockets and it doesn't mean that you have to uh nail it this week and get all of those things done but i bet you could have walked around the airport and got some steps in uh picked up a prep or something uh got pro put packed a protein bar all of those tiny little things can help and yeah yeah and if you're um if you're kind of on the road or in england if you're traveling with work for example then um I've got a grab and go guide. I think we, I don't know if we've got it on our Fit Female Project Instagram, but I've got it on mine. And it's basically, um, you know, if you go into like an MS, it gives you some examples of what you can buy um, that are going to keep you within your target. So, like a packet of chicken, um, you know, that the sliced chicken bits, um, and then uh, some side salad options that you could have with it. So, um knowing that actually you can set yourself up for success um just as Chelsea said in some aspects of this again not everything is going to be perfect because it's life but you can um find little ways to to help yourself there yeah um it's and it's important for you to do that if this is your life and you travel a lot with work so it let's try and work on that and then the next time you travel with like let us know how you get on and if you found those little pockets that'll be really nice and interesting Hannah uh Neve what do people eat or maybe not eat before a very early morning workout um some people like to fast 
Um, I don't. I never like to train fasted. I think it's psychological because I've probably got enough uh, glucose in me from the night before, but I like to feel like I've got something in me. So I'd have some fast release carbs. So either want like a banana, for example, or some a couple of rice cakes even. Um, they're not going to sit too heavy in your stomach and you're just going to feel like you've had a little something to get you going. Yeah, um, I'm more of a, <laughs> I'm more of an intuitive early morning eater. So if I, for example, on on holiday we're eating quite late, and some mornings I wake up and I'm not hungry at all, and I will be okay without um without eating. Um, so I will train fasted. Um, so and then other days I'm like bloody I'm starving. So I'll, I'll eat, and again having um some what, what Maz has just said fast releasing carbs I think like fruit is such a basic thing but just so good so a, a banana I, like I, it's just a game changer very easy <laughs> um yeah. but it, this needs to be something that you um that you want to have don't force feed yourself because you want to do your training just stay within your calories and do what feels right for you yeah perfect okay if I add sugar-free squash to my water, does it have to be? The, does it have the same benefits of drinking plain water? Yeah, I love. I love a bit of sugar-free squash. Oh my god, me too. I love it. Um, yeah, absolutely fine. We've got no problem with you having um, sugar-free squash. Yes. Okay. Training. Uh, Hannah, should I be massaging or rolling out my muscles after a workout? Good question. Really good question. Um, I wanted to do a little bit more of a deep dive into this, but maybe that's for another time. But um, I think (laughs) that rolling can be really nice um, sensation because it is that like massaging effect and you feel, oh, I'm really releasing out all my muscles. But I don't know how much evidence there is to support the like, physiological benefits of it um but it can feel really nice what I would say is that stretching um can be really helpful to make sure that your recovery is on point so rather than not we're not talking about like static stretching but just some mobility stretching and just making sure you're moving through your body and um lengthening your muscles can be really helpful uh I don't really roll what do you what do you think Charles um I I love a roller um I but I do it before I train so if say for example if I've gone heavy with legs and I'm I'm a bit sore and I've done legs on a Monday and it's Wednesday and it's time to go again and they're feeling a bit tight then actually rolling out my quads before I do it can really um can actually make me feel much better I don't know if it's psychological uh but it definitely feels nice Uh, but I'll also pair that alongside my um like doing some activation and mobility stuff before I train but it depends how long you've got to be honest like do you know what I mean if you've got to get that workout done in in 45 minutes or an hour then I could could spend 20 minutes rolling out me (laughs) yeah yeah so to summarize Hannah if it feels good for you and you love it and it makes you feel like you're um releasing your body then absolutely go for it it's not a necessity for your recovery the more important is going to be your sleep your nutrition um all of that good stuff so yeah 
if it feels good for you, carry on doing it. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of Hannah, 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 uh, Hannah Power has run 5K in 24 minutes and 30 seconds. And it's the fastest in seven years, if not more. That is incredible. How, that is fast. That is rapid. That is so fast. Maybe it's all of that walking she was doing. Maybe she's trained up her cardiovascular system. Yeah, yeah. Right, Sophie, could you go through what makes a good workout? I love this question as well. Uh, mm. Like the strength ones you do, why are there certain exercises that go together? Why do we do supersets? I'd love to know a bit more about the science that goes into it. I love the workouts. I love the question, Sophie. <laughs> yeah, we love that question. Okay, I'm going to go into why do we do supersets? Um, a few reasons. Uh, firstly, they can be time efficient. Um, if you've not got hours to spend in the gym to do straight sets. Secondly, it can be a great way to fatigue your muscles, um, especially if you're training at home because we don't have uh, the weights that we do available in the gym. So it's a good way to make sure that you're maximizing um the fatigue on that muscle. Um, we do different supersets. We kind of do um, opposing um, upper body, lower body. Uh, and that would be so that we have enough adequate time to rest um, each muscle group. So if you're pairing a um, split squat with a, a chest press, while you're doing your chest press, your legs are getting a chance to rest. And then um, vice versa, when you're doing your split squats, your chest is resting. Um, but then we do uh, pair some uh, in, in your next phase, for example, we might, we might pair an RDL with a hip thrust. And that's because we're working the same muscle groups, maybe in a lengthened position, and then we're pairing them with the muscle groups in a shortened position. So there's lots of method behind the madness with all of this, um, but it's basically to maximize the potential fatigue on your muscle groups. Yeah, that last one you mentioned, you're like, and that's to work the same muscles. And I'm like, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's to make it spicy. <laughs> yeah, and that's to make it really hurt. <laughs> It's like it's basically so that you're like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> you put that in a nice way, but that would be mean. No, it's, it's so that you're working hard enough. Exactly. Um, and what else goes into a good workout, Charles? Um. Oh God, there's so many factors. I think that um, for us, the main thing is making sure that you're working the the muscle groups that you want to work so for example we're always when we're programming we're always making sure that you're hitting um those muscles that we want to look good so for example you know our bum um our legs are cool we want to target basically whenever we're working your muscles we're trying to build or, and, and uh, create some shape in those areas and that's the difference between body recomposition and just losing body fat we're trying to shape your body in a way that you how you love it so there is a lot uh, that goes into that does that is that is that a valid answer yeah absolutely um but yeah we love that question sophie if you want any more um depth on all of our workouts please message in the group and we mm. will um dive into a few more benefits and we'll geek out over all of that together um yeah. Hey, Log, 
Um, arms and wrists sore when using the 12.5 kgs for walking lunges. Legs could take more weight, but arms are struggling. I'm doing home workouts, strategies, tricks. Um, it sounds like you need to get some um, straps, um, either some wrist straps or some lifting grips. Um, we've posted them on the group before. Um, I think on your in your handbook, um, it goes a bit more but we can always share some links if you want to but basically that's going to take the strain out of your wrist and you'll be able to uh just focus on the pain in your in your legs often the wrist strength is a thing and the grip strength is a thing that goes first yeah and also p.s go on with the 12 and a half kgs for your walking lung lunges thank you yeah, love I that know. strong love it really strong mm. uh Oh God, this is another no, no, I always say wrong. Ashleen, Ashleen, but it's spelled ailing, isn't it? Ashleen, I need, that's right. Am I saying this right? Ashling, I think so. Uh, okay. You, I, let us know if, let us know <laughs> if we're, we're really off. Please, <laughs> oh, no, let us say your name wrong without calling us. Ash, Ashleen. Oh, using 10 kg dumbbells for a lot more movements this week. Love it. I don't have heavier, but have a barbell and a squat rack and a pulley system. When I go to progress further, should I swap out the movements to barbell versions or invest in 12 kg dumbbells? Um, so if you want to go heavier, definitely, definitely use your barbell and your squat rack. Um, definitely use that. You might want to get 12 kgs for exercises like uh again like you walk in lunges um other exercises like we split squats you could use the barbell for your split squats sometimes i think um using barbells but i've seen some people in the gym using a barbell for walking lunges and stuff is i find that really uncomfortable getting it on and off and um and yeah <laughs> knock I, everyone out I was yeah really and I uh I was thinking as well like sh I'm not mad about a uh, barbell military press so like a barbell shoulder press um yeah. not because it's bad exercise but because um elbow position and arm path can be really dodgy with that exercise and also if people don't have the strength in their core you can really sink into your lower back and I think the posture goes awry um especially as you try and get heavier with that uh you'll know more about that mrs powerlifter um but i've never really been very good <laughs> been very good at that so you might want some dumbbells for your shoulder presses as well yeah i would invest uh, yeah the more the merrier if you have the option to to do that then i would i would get some of those as you get stronger um yeah. that's our last question and then we've got loads more wins um we've done hannah's we've done nikki's uh oh ashley oh god ashley um has been is like one of those people that's had um an injury but she's been powering through and and trying to uh still train and um, so i'm proud of myself for concentrating more on what i could do rather than what i couldn't um i substitute in different exercises although i feel deflated not being as strong as i would like at this stage i know that it's just a minor setback and i'll be fit as a fiddle soon love that um let's go on to Halog. 
Lots of events I could not control. Food availability did not touch the chocolate chips, donuts everywhere. Asked myself, did I want it? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Asked myself if I needed it, always no. And you know what's really lovely about that is that remembering that like all of this stuff is always going to be there. It's not going Mm. anywhere. You will always, I love cake, right? Cake is, (laughs) if I could go, every time I go to get a coffee in a coffee shop, if there's cake in the window, I want it. But Mm. I don't have it because it's not going anywhere. I want to save it for a special occasion. If I'm going with like my mum and I haven't seen her for ages and we want to go for a bit of tea and cake, lovely. That's when I'm going to indulge. I'm not going to sit on my own on a random weekday have a piece of cake you know it's it's literally always going to be there so um reminding yourself of all of that can be a weight off your shoulders no one's ever going to take it away from you you're not in a strict diet plan where you can never have anything ever um but just choose your indulgences and choose your moments just like you have done and um yeah yeah I think having that mindset helps so much I have to actually talk to myself okay you are going to be okay without that. Like, you're going to be all right without it, Charles, because can, you can get a bit like, oh, but, oh, if I should, I, I wish I could have the croissant. I'm like, no, you can have it if you want it, but you'll be fine without it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You haven't got that s- strictness on yourself. Um, but, yeah, just don't. Yeah. Um, Sarah said the change, who change? The Change in mindset from motivation to determination has been huge for me. Before I would have made excuses for myself. Now I think about what is best for the future me. Oh, that is so good. Mm, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm, we've got to remember that quote, Charles. We'll bang yeah, that one. Well, <laughs> no, copy You'll and see that on an Insta. Post. You'll see that on an Insta post in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the positive motivational Mondays Sarah's gonna be like I've heard that before (laughs) yeah right should we finish with Cora's yeah it was my fiance's birthday this weekend and he likes to drag things out so we had people (laughs) (laughs) great so we had people over for cake every night from oh my god how topical every night from last Wednesday until Sunday we also went for a takeaway on the sat Usually I would let something like this totally derail me and say, sure, I've ruined this week now, so I'll just keep on eating and start again on Monday. I didn't do that this time. I was conscious of what I was eating. And while I did have cake and the takeaway, I tried to fit it in my calories as best as I could. Even when I did go, I didn't say I'll wait until Monday to start again. I started straight away the morning after myself that I managed this week well and didn't let it derail my progress I've made so far that is a fantastic way to finish then that can literally save thousands upon thousands of of calories and also most importantly hours of stress because I was that person as well have you ever been that person I fast where you'd be like oh sorry I'll just eat the world Oh yeah, I have. I have done. Honestly, I know you think that I'm uh, super strict, but trust me, I've had my weak my weak points. Yeah, that is um, it's the worst place to be in because you go, oh, I'm just, I remember I'd, I'll buy like 
I'd go and get one chocolate bar. I'd be like, oh, I've messed it up now. So I'd go back to the shop and I'd just keep going and going and going. And you're like, there's no, um, there's there's no thought behind that. You're just, it's like self sabotage, and then you don't feel you feel awful after the guilt. Yeah, the, yeah, it is the guilt after it, and that's what kind of leads to this whole binge restrict cycle where in for a penny and for a pound I've started now I might as well just go for it and as you said you know that you could save yourself calorie thousands of calories by just saying that's all right I'm done with that I'm gonna get up tomorrow get up from my morning walk and crack on um and that can that can be the the changing um point for if you make you should make progress and then start to learn how to add in these lovely things into your life or whether you go into self-sabotage mode and think that you're useless and a failure and uh, stop making progress altogether. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we are heading into week four and um, everyone knows knows what they're what they're up to they're feeling strong they're, they're understanding their calories more but we can tell that as well by by all of your questions in the in the check-in yeah and um, people are <laughs> so that's nice yeah definitely and um have a fabulous week everyone get after it so we want to see some big progress week four is usually fantastic for everyone because head is in the game and um as always keep tagging us with your questions the group has been popping off with um lots of activity and lots of support as always which is lovely to see and uh we're here for you whenever you need us yes have a lovely week everybody goodbye bye thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches If you want to join our next six-week project, head to the website now for more info. You will not regret it. Bye.